1 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 16. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God, who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses in God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers." For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out and displeased God and opposed all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But the wrath has come upon them at last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Thanks for reading, Kate. So the ladies are back. Mm-hmm. And we're That's talking right. about this second chapter of First Thessalonians. And, you know, this, of course, is a letter, is the genre of um, biblical literature that we're looking at here. And so we are always dropping in on the middle of a conversation where we're reading a letter mm-hmm. because yeah. he has a relationship with these people and he's heard things, he's responding to things, he's encouraging. We talked about some of the background, but this, Paul is kind of highlighting uh, ministry and yeah. mm-hmm. philosophy of ministry and like what it really looks like to be uh, ministers. Because again, he's encouraging the church. So I just love how he starts out with this, describing his boldness in God um, to declare the gospel. Very cognizant. Paul is always very cognizant of his union with Christ, that this is all powered by the grace um, and salvation that he has received from God himself. Mm -hmm. But then this next section that he says, it's so interesting how he keeps highlighting that he's not doing this to please men Mm -hmm. or to seek his own glory. I think that ties in great with our sermon series of just like what it means to really image God, to be yeah. his representative on earth and who God is. And this is a conversation that Jesus had many times and what he actually used as evidence against um, the supposed shepherds of God's mm-hmm. people, the Pharisees, the religious yeah. leaders. He said many times, you are missing it because you are seeking glory for yourselves. Yeah. What a scary, scary place that is that you will miss the glory of God if you are seeking glory for yourself. Yeah. yeah. That, Katie? That's so good. I thought of, you know, tying to the Pharisees, how so often we can see that in our own lives and mm, we yeah. can fall into this pattern of still craving praise mm. from others 
And we can even do that in the church and we can do that in service and we can do that in these, you know, spiritual things that we're working in, but we can still be doing it to please others. And it isn't stemming from, you know, the great commandments that Jesus emphasizes for us of loving the Lord, our God chiefly, and then Mm -hmm. loving others from that. And so, you know, we can still be so inherently selfish in that. And we can be seeking to please others and get praise from them. Exactly. It's definitely something to guard against. And it's a tempt. I think he's also telling us like, expect this temptation. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Just because of our own hearts, but because of our enemy, like he loves to take the things of God and twist. I love that Paul even says this thing about like, even though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ, just like the Pharisees kept claiming we are sons of Abraham. We are the leader. You know, we have all these things that make sense to us about why we can, um, take credit. And yet we are all about the glory of God and it just really transforms our ministry. And I know Kate, this, this kind of sets us up for like one of your favorite verses about ministry. Yeah. What are your insights? Um, so verse eight, um, I'll read it again. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you, not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, but because you had become very dear to us and Um, I love that verse. I think Jesus like is the one who modeled that perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, we desire for the people around us to know Christ and Mm -hmm. to become more like Christ. And I think a way in which we see that come to fruition is by not only sharing the gospel, but sharing our own selves, sharing our lives with people. And, um, part of that is like, you know, the idea of like doing life with people, Mm -hmm. um, but also like sharing like the depths of who we are with people and letting people into that. Um, and I mean, we see that with Jesus, like Jesus, the incarnate Jesus, he came, he put on flesh, he came to us, um, and he came to die and to rise again. And he did things with the people. Like he ate dinner with the sinners and tax collectors. He washed the feet of the disciples, Um, and so he modeled that perfectly. And, um, also like just the idea of kind of like the nursing mother Mm -hmm. and like the father and all these things in here. And like, just the idea of like spiritual parenting, like Mm -hmm. spiritual mothering Mm -hmm. and spiritual fathering. Um, and just that we get to partake in doing ministry. Um, not just like me and Katie and Jennifer and Jason and Thomas and all these people that are employed by the church, but as Christians, like we get to share the gospel with people. We get to share our lives. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love that. That whole idea of incarnation is something to really like think about, like what that really means. Yeah. God, we would, we get the wrong idea about God so often. And if we hadn't had Christ to come mm-hmm. you know, explain him to us, right? Yeah. How did he do that? I love that. Do you yeah. Any other insight, yeah. Katie? I love, Kate, when you talk about the image of the mother yeah. and father that Paul, you know, carries through this whole passage. Yeah. Just the tenderness there mm-hmm. and um, just like a cherishing and a giving yeah. and a sharing that we see in these images of parents in this passage. And again, how that mirrors God and how he sees us. Yeah. And so then that is how we see others. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, we see again and again in scripture, God saying that we can call out to him like Abba father, this like very tender address. Mm -hmm. And that is how we should view others too. Like we need to cherish them and love them and give selflessly of our lives and ourselves. And there's nothing that a parent isn't willing to do for Mm -hmm. a child that they um, treasure and adore. So 
pretty cool that we can all uh, be that for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, looking forward to more conversations, ladies. Uh, so for Kate Clark, Katie Dickens, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.